Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. First, I want to say what an honor it is that I um, get to share this morning. Ben kind of threw it at me, and I'm um, honored and I'm thankful that I had something that I could share. Um, and yeah, so I'm honored to get to share this word with you guys this morning. Um, okay, so John 5, 1 through 3, has everybody got it? You got it? Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the sheep gate, was the pool of Bethlehem. Bethesda. With five covered porches, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up a sleeping bag, sleeping mat, and began walking. The first piece of here that I want to highlight is that it was first God's presence. It was God's presence that healed him. It was nothing that he did. It was nothing of a position of where he was. It was actually God's presence that saw him, knew his story, and healed him. And so I want to remind us again that there is nothing that we can do without the presence of God. It does not matter how beautiful we sound, how great our first impressions are, how wonderful our kids' leaders are. If the presence of God isn't in this place, it is nothing. It is nothing. No change, no eternal change is going to happen without the presence of God. So it was the presence of God first that healed this man, that saw this man, that knew his story before anyone asked any questions. He knew his story. So it was the presence of God that healed him. And I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, what is it like to be waiting for healing for 38 years? And I think some of you would say, I can't imagine what that would be. But I actually believe that every single one of us have experienced this because there's healing in our families that we're waiting for. There's healing in our um, siblings that we're waiting for. There's healing in our workplace that we're waiting for. There's healing in our own hearts and our own mental capacity, Lord, that we're waiting for. And that is healing that we're waiting for. And so whether you've been waiting three days, 38 years, I just think it's important for us to realize that God sees you and he knows the story. It says 38 years. So that means that God has not lost count. He hasn't lost count of how long you've been waiting. He knows your situation. He knows our desperation. And I think that what's so awesome about this is it's because of the presence that he was healed. And so I love this because his healing started with an invitation and a question. It started with an invitation and a question. It said, would you like to get well? I think this could translate to, would you like to go to church with me? Would you like to come with me on Sunday? Would you like to sit with me? Would you like to get well? We might not say that to someone at Target. Would you like to get well? But we better be saying, would you like to come to church with me? Because there's healing here. God sees you. He's for you. He knows already the situation of the cashier at Target. So why wouldn't we step into that and be the presence and be in, in the middle for God and say, would you like to come with me? There is healing for you. And I think this is the thing that we forget, that number one, it starts with the presence of God, which is why we pray first, which is why that we come into this space and why this is holy and why even I said that um, a second ago right before we started prayer that this is important. This is a very special space that we need to hold very holy and we cannot let this get familiar. We cannot let this get familiar. We can't let this become a place where we catch up. We can't let this become a place where we come in casually, where we come in late. 
Oh, no, we don't. We will not do that on my clock. We will not do that on this church. Why? Because this is holy. Because this is important. This, we say this is the most important of the week, meeting of the week. How do we make that important? How do we actually show that it's important? I believe that it, we're actually asking someone, would you like to get well? Would you like to come with me? Who's a key leader on your team that maybe has the space on a Thursday morning that needs to be in this room? Who is the person that you know of in your life that you knew and you went to high school with and you know they need to be at church on Sundays. Would you like to get well? I think that there's not one person in our life that if we asked if they would like to get well, no matter what they believe, that they would say no. I don't think there's one person on this planet that does not want to move their life forward. And so when I was reading this, I was thinking first it was God's presence that healed him. And he was like this for 38 years and in an instant he became healed because of the presence. The healing started with an invitation. It started with a question. So who are you inviting? Who are you asking if they want freedom? Who are you asking to join you? And I think that this can look a couple different ways. I know I mentioned it means bringing someone to church, but it doesn't always have to be that you're bringing someone into this church. It actually can mean on a Sunday morning, your eyes are wide open and you're looking for the people that maybe aren't connected to a connect group. You're looking for the people that you never see serve. You're looking for the people that you're like, I've never seen them go through ownership track. I want to make sure they come this next month and I'm going to go with them. You're looking, you have your eagle eyes looking for who are the people that need to get healed. Just because you're in this place doesn't mean that your life is put together. Just because I'm sitting in this chair doesn't mean I still need healing. I'm still waiting for someone to ask me to join something. I'm still excited every time I get invited to do something. So we need to remember that, that you were in, you're excited when you get invited to go somewhere. That would be the same response of anyone within our church. So it's not just inviting people um, to come and be new to the room. It's also inviting people that are in the room to be more plugged into the room. Join your connect group. Be a part of your serve team. Whatever it looks like for you in that moment when you're talking to someone, I think it's important that today we leave here with a charge, and that charge is asking ourselves, who is it that needs to get healed in my life? Who is it that needs to be plugged in? Who is it that needs to be more a part of what I'm doing here? And so I think the, the thing with this is how do we teach others? How do we teach this? So it's great. We hear this. We're like, all of you guys are like, yes, 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 which is so awesome. I love that. But how do you actually teach this to others? How do you duplicate the spirit into someone else? What I love is that the second point here is that it takes effort and obedience. Because Jesus said, would you like to get well? So it starts with the question and invitation. And then it says, Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Those are all action steps. All action steps to walk out healing. So it doesn't just mean that you get this word, you get this person and they're going to walk into church and they're here. Okay, they made it. No, you need to get up. You need to walk. You need to move that person's life forward. You need to take some action. You need to take some actual movement towards what would be the next step for that person. What would be the next step if you want that person's life to look more like Jesus? What would that look like? What are some just easy things? Well, here at our church, we say there's three things. Give us a year. In that year, we want you to what? ownership track. Next, join a connect group, serve team. Those are the three things. That's the easy steps here that we have at our church. Immediately, you know that you can get someone on this track and they can start moving forward. But it takes effort and obedience because what I love is that it happened in a moment, but that moment still had an action step after it. After the healing, it's, there was still an action that needed to happen. So it takes effort and forward movement for him to even realize he was healed. This is what I loved about this. I was thinking, he was healed in a moment, but you don't know, you've never been able to walk, you're sitting down, you don't know that you're able to walk until what? 
you start walking <laughs> until you start moving and still you start walking forward, moving forward. And so I think that it's so important for us to ask ourselves this morning, what is the effort and obedience that the Lord wants you to step into? What is it? Because I believe for every single one of us listening to this podcast, every single one of us sitting in this room this morning, that there is effort and obedience that the Lord is speaking to you for you to move someone's life forward and for you to move your own life forward. Maybe that's leading a connect group. Maybe that's grabbing some people and showing them and explaining a little bit of your story of how you've learned what it looks like to stand up and walk and sharing your story. Maybe it's learning how to hear the Lord's voice and actually sharing that with someone else of how you hear God speak to you, how you spend time in the presence, how you practice the presence of God in your life. I don't know what it is for you. I think it's different for every single one of us, but I think it's important that every single one of us in this room and that are listening to this podcast realize that first it's the presence of God, and then we have to be able to get up and move. And so today, the next step for every single one of us, and I believe that we're responsible for what we're listening to, um, is that we need to reach out to someone. We need to text someone today to bring them to church on Sunday. They need to come with us. There's someone in our life that needs to be at church on Sunday, and their life isn't going to move forward without an action step. And I believe that today, boom, God is saying, the action step is you. You're going to move forward. You're going to invite them. You're going to bring them. I don't know if it's someone that never goes to church or someone that you know that goes to church maybe once a month, but they're not plugged into the life of a church that they've gone to, they've set out, their life isn't moving forward. I don't know what the situation is, but I do know that there's people that we are called to move their life forward. And it's starts with the present, so you got to pray about these things, and then also we have to be willing to move. That's all. Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.